Hi, welcome to the podcast Exploring Short Stories from Around the World and this is your host Sonam. Today I'll be reading uh, one of the most famous Bengali writers and playwright and film director Satyajit Ray. He also had a collection of short stories called Indigo Stories. and i'm reading from this book published by penguin uh publishers and this book uh this collection of short stories has been um has been translated from bengali uh by um gopa majumdar so from this collection of short story I'm going to read this um short story called Asha Manja Babu's dog. So I'll begin. On a visit to a friend in Hashimara, Asha Manja Babu was able to fulfill one of his long cherished desires. Asha Manja Babu lived in a small flat on Mohini Mohan Road in Bhavanipur. A clerk in the registry department of Lajpat Rai Post Office, Asha Manja Babu was fortunate as he could walk to his office in 7 minutes flat without having to fight his way into the buses and trains of Calcutta. He lived rather a carefree life. as he was not the kind of person to sit and brood about what might have been had fate been kinder to him on the whole he was quite content with his lot two hindi films and a dozen packets of cigarettes a month and fish twice a week these were enough to keep him happy the only thing that perturbed him at times was his lack of companionship a bachelor with few friends and relatives he often wished he had a dog to keep to keep him company it need not be a huge alsatian like the talukdars who lived two houses down the lane but it could be any ordinary little dog which would follow him around morning and evening wag its tail when he came home from work and obey his orders with alacrity Asha Manja Babu's secret desires were that he would speak to his dog in English. Stand up, sit down, shake hands. How nice it would be if his dog obeyed such commands. Asha Manja Babu liked to believe that dogs belonged to the English race. Yes, an English dog, and he would be its master. that would make him really happy on a cloudy day marked by a steady drizzle asha manja babu went to the market in hashimara to buy some oranges at one end of the market beside a stunted kul tree sat a bhutanese holding a cigarette between his thumb and forefinger as their eyes met the ma- the man smiled Was he a beggar? His clothes made him look like one. 
Ashamanja Babu noticed at least five sewn on patches on his trousers and jacket. But the man didn't have a begging bowl. Instead, by his side was a shoe box with a little pup sticking its head out of it. Good morning, said the man in English, his eyes reduced to slits as he smiled. Ashamanja Babu was obliged to return the greeting. Bye, dog, dog, bye, very good dog. The man had taken the pup out of the box and had put it down on the ground. Very cheap, very good, happy dog. The pup shook the raindrops off its coat, looked at Ashamanja Babu, and wagged its minuscule two inch tail. Ashamanja Babu moved closer to the pup, crouched on the ground, and stretched out its hand. The pup gave his ring finger a lick with its pink tongue. Nice friendly dog. How much? What price? Ten rupees. A little haggling and the price came down to seven fifty. Ashamanja Babu paid the money, put the pup back in the shoe box, closed the lid to save it from the drizzle, and turned homewards, forgetting all about the oranges. Biren Babu, who worked in the Hashimara State Bank, had no idea about his friend's wish to own a dog. He was naturally surprised and a bit alarmed to see what the shoebox contained. But when he heard the price, he heaved a sigh of relief. He said in a tone of mild reprimand, Why come all the way to Hashimara to buy a mongrel? You could easily have bought one in Bhavanipur. That was not true. Ashimanja Babu knew it. He had often seen mongrel pups in the streets in his neighborhood. None of them had ever wagged its tail at him or licked his fingers. Whatever Biren might say, this dog was something special. But the fact that the pup was a mongrel was something of a disappointment to Ashamanja Babu, and he said so. Biren Babu's retort came sharp and quick. But do you know what it means to keep a pedigree dog as a pet? The vet's fees alone would cost you half a month's salary. With this dog, you have no worries. You don't even need to give it a special diet. He'll eat what you eat, but don't give him fish. Fish is for cats. Dogs have trouble with the bones. Back in Calcutta, it occurred to Ashamanja Babu that he had to think of a name for the pup. He wanted to give it an English name, but the only name he could think of was Tom. Then, looking at the pup one day, it struck him that since it was brown in colour, Brownie would be a good name for it. A cousin of his had a camera of an English make called Brownie, so the name must be an English one. The moment he decided on the name and tried it on the pup, it jumped off a wicker stool and padded up to him, wagging its tail. Ashamanja Babu said, Sit down. And immediately the dog sat on its haunches and opened its mouth in a tiny yawn. 
Asha Manja Babu had a fleeting vision of Brownie winning the first prize for cleverness in a dog show. It was lucky that his servant Pippin had also taken a fancy to the dog. While Asha Manja Babu was away at work, Bipin gladly took it upon himself to look after Brownie. Asha Manja Babu had warned Bipin against feeding the dog rubbish and see that he doesn't go out into the street. Car drivers these days seem to wear blinkers. But however much he might instruct his servant his buddy would linger until he re- until he returned from work and brownie f- greeted him ecstatically his tail wagging fast the incident took place 3 months after returning from hashimara it was a saturday and the date was november the 23rd asha manja babu had just got back from work and sat down on the old wooden chair the only piece of furniture in the room apart from the bed and the wicker stool when it suddenly collapsed under him and sent him sprawling on the floor he was naturally hurt and in fact was wondering if like the rickety leg of the chair his right elbow was also out of commission when an unexpected sound made him forget all about his pain it had come from the bed it was the sound of laughter or more accurately a giggle the source of which was undoubtedly brownie who sat on the bed his lips still curled up if asha manja babu's general knowledge had been wider he would surely have known that dogs never laughed and if he had a modicum of imagination the incident would have robbed him of his sleep in the absence of either what ashamanja babu did was to sit down with the book all about dogs which he had bought for 2 rupees from a second hand bookshop in free school street he searched for an hour but found no mention in the book of laughing dogs and yet there wasn't the slightest doubt that brownie had laughed not only that he had laughed because there had been a cause for laughter asha manja babu could clearly recall an incident from his own childhood a doctor had come on a visit to their house in chandranagor and had sat on a chair which had collapsed under him asha manja babu had burst out in a fit of laughing and as a result had his ears twisted by his father he shut the book and looked at brownie as their eyes met brownie put his front paws on the pillow and wagged his tail which had grown an inch and a half longer in 3 months there was no trace of a smile on his face now why should there be to laugh without reason was a sign of madness Asha Manja Babu felt relieved that Brownie was not a mad dog. On two more occasions within a week of this incident, Brownie had reason to laugh. The first took place at night at around 9:30. Asha Manja Babu had just 
spread a white sheet on the floor for brownie to sleep on when a cockroach came fluttering into the room and settled on the wall asha manja babu picked up a slipper and flung it at the insect the slipper missed its target landed on the mirror hanging on the wall and set in sent it crashing to the floor this time brownie's laughter more than compensated for the loss of his mirror the second time it was not a laughter but a brief snicker asha manja babu was puzzled nothing had happened so why the snicker his servant bipin provided the answer when he came into the room he glanced at his master and said smiling this shaving soap right by your ears sir with his mirror broken asha manja babu had to use one of the window panes for shaving he now felt with his fingers and found that bipin was right that brownie should laugh even when the reason was so trifling surprised asha manja babu a great deal sitting at his desk in the post office he found his thoughts turning again and again to the smile on brownie's face and the sound of the snicker all about dogs may say nothing about a dog's laughter but if he could get hold of something like an encyclopedia of dogs there was sure to be a mention of laughter in it when four bookshops in bhavanipur and all the ones in new market failed to produce such an encyclopedia asha manja babu wondered whether he should call on mr rajani chatterjee the retired professor lived not far from his house on the same street asha manja babu didn't know what subject rajni babu had taught but he had seen through the window of his house many fat books in a bookcase in what appeared to be the professor's study so on a sunday morning asha manja babu offered up a silent prayer to goddess durga for help in this adventure and made his way to professor chatterjee's house he had seen him several times from a distance and had no idea he had such thick eyebrows and a voice so grating but since the professor didn't turn him away from the door asha manja babu took courage and sat himself down on a sofa opposite the professor then he gave a short cough and waited professor chatterjee put aside the newspaper he was reading and turned his attention to the visitor your voice seems your face your voice seems familiar i live close by hmm i see well i've seen a dog in your house that is why so what we have two dogs not one i see i have one too are you employed to count the number of dogs in the city asha manja babu missed the sarcasm in the question he said i have come to ask you if you have something i've been looking for what is it i wonder if you have a dog encyclopedia no i don't why do you need one you see my dog loves so i wanted to find out if it was natural for dogs to laugh 
do your dogs laugh throughout the time it took the wall clock in the room took to strike 8 professor chatterjee kept looking at asha manja babu then he asked does your dog laugh at night oh well yes even at night and what are your preferences in drugs only ganja can't produce such symptoms perhaps you take charas and hashish as well asha manja babu meekly answered that his only vice was smoking and even that he had had to reduce from four packets a week to three ever since the arrival of his dog and yet you say your dog laughs i have seen and heard him laugh with my own eyes and ears listen professor chatterjee took off his spectacles cleaned them with his handkerchief put them on again and fixed ashamanja babu with a hard stare then he declaimed in the tones of a classroom lecture i am amazed at your ignorance concerning a fundamental fact of nature of all the creatures created by god only the human species is capable of laughter this is one of the prime differences between homo sapiens and other creatures don't ask me why why it should be so because i do not know i have heard that a marine species called the dolphin has a sense of humor dolphins may be the single exception apart from them there are none it is not clearly understood why human beings should laugh great philosophers have racked their brains to find out why but have not succeeded do you understand ashamanja babu understood he also understood that it was time for him to take his leave because the professor had once again picked up his newspaper and disappeared behind it that's the end of part 1 This is part 2 of Asha Manja Babu's talk by Satyajit Ray. Dr. Sukhmoy Bhomak, some called him Dr. Bow Wow Mick, was a well-known vet. Hoping that a vet might listen to him even if other people didn't, Asha Manja Babu made an appointment on the phone and took Brownie to the vet's residence on Gokhale Road. Brownie had laughed 17 times in the last 4 months. One thing Ashamanja Babu had noticed was that Brownie didn't laugh at funny remarks, only at funny incidents. Ashamanja Babu had recited the nonsense rhyme King of Bombardia to Brownie, and it had produced no effect on him. And yet, when a potato from a curry slipped from ashamanja babu's fingers and landed in a plate of curd brownie had almost choked with laughter professor chatterjee had lectured him about god's creations but here was living proof that the learned gentleman was wrong so ashamanja babu went to the vet though he knew that he would be charged 20 rupees for the visit 
But even before the vet heard of the un- dog's unique trait, his eyebrows had shot up at the dog's appearance. I've seen mongrels, but never one like this. He lifted the dog and placed him on the table. Brownie sniffed at the brass paperweight at his feet. What do you feed him? He eats what I eat, sir. He has no pedigree, you see. Dr. Bhaumik frowned. He was observing the dog with great interest. We can tell a pedigree dog when we see one. But sometimes we are not so sure. This one, for instance, I would hesitate to call him a mongrel. I suggest that you stop feeding him rice and dal. I'll make a diet chart for him. Asha Manja Babu now made an attempt to come out with the real reason for his visit. I, my, my dog has a speciality, which is why I have brought him to you. Speciality? The dog laughs. Laughs? Yes, laughs, like you and me. You don't say. Well, can you make him laugh now so I can see? Now Ashamanja Babu was stumped. By nature a shy person, he was quite unable to make faces at Brownie to make him laugh. Nor was it likely that something funny should happen here at this very moment. So he had to tell the doctor that Brownie didn't laugh when asked to, but only when he saw something funny happening. After this, Dr. Bhaumik didn't have much time left for Ashamanja Babu. He said, Your dog looks distinctive enough. Don't try to make him more so by claiming that he laughs. I can tell you from a 22 years experience that dogs cry, dogs feel afraid, dogs show anger, hatred, distrust and jealousy. Dogs even dream, but dogs don't laugh. After this encounter, Ashamanja Babu decided that he would never tell anyone about Brownie's laughter again. Why quote embarrassment when he could not prove his story? What did it matter if others never knew? He himself knew. Brownie was his dog, his own property. Why drag outsiders into their private world? But things don't always go according to plans. One day, Brownie's laughter was revealed to an outsider. For some time, Ashamanja Babu had developed the habit of taking Brownie for a walk in the afternoon near the Victoria, Victoria Memorial. One April day, in the middle of their walk, a big storm came up suddenly. Ashamanja Babu glanced at the sky and decided that it wasn't safe to try to get back home as the rain would start pelting down any minute. So he ran with Brownie and took shelter below the marble arc with the black equestrian statue on it. Meanwhile, huge drops of rain had started to fall and people were looking for shelter. A stout man in a white bush shirt and trousers 20 paces away from the ark, opened his umbrella 
and held it over his head when a sudden strong gust of wind turned the umbrella inside out with a loud snap to tell the truth ashamanja babu was himself about to burst out laughing but brownie beat him to it with the loud canine guffaw the sound of which rose above the cacophony of the storm and reached the ear of the hapless gentleman the man stopped trying to bring the umbrella back to its original shape and stared at brownie in utter amazement brownie was now quite helpless with laughter ashamanja babu had tried frantically to suppress it by clapping his hand over the dog's mouth but had given up the dumbfounded gentleman walked over to ashamanja babu as if he had seen a ghost brownie's paroxysm was now subsiding but it was now still enough to make the gentleman's eyes pop out of his head a laughing dog yes a laughing dog said ashamanja babu but how extraordinary ashamanja babu could make out that the man was not a bengali perhaps he was a gujarati or a parsi ashamanja babu braced himself to answer in english the questions he knew he would soon be bombarded with the rain had turned into a heavy shower the gentleman took shelter alongside ashamanja babu and in 10 minutes had found out all there was to know about brownie he also took down ashamanja babu's address he said his name was pilu puchkanwala that he knew a lot about dogs and wrote about them occasionally and that his experience today had surpassed anything that had ever happened to him or was likely to happen in the future he felt something had to be done about it since ashamanja babu himself was obviously unaware of what a priceless treasure he owned it wouldn't be wrong to say the brownie was responsible for mr puchkanwala being knocked down by a minibus while crossing chorangi road soon after the ro- rain had stopped it was the thought of the laughing dog running through his head which made him a little ma- unmindful of the traffic after spending two and a half months in a hospital puchkanwala went off to nainital to recuperate he came back to calcutta after a month in the hills and the same evening he made his way to the bengal club and described the incident of the laughing dog to his friends mr balope poria and mr biswas within half an hour the story had reached the ears of 27 other members and three bearers of the club by next morning the incident was known to at least a thousand citizens of calcutta brownie hadn't laughed once during these 3 and a half months one good reason was that he had seen no in a funny incidents ashamanja babu didn't see it as a cause for alarm it had never crossed his mind to cash in on brownie's unique gift He was happy with the way Brownie had filled a yawning gap in his life.
and felt more drawn to him than he had to any human being. Among those who got the news of the laughing dog was an executive in the office of the statesman. He sent for reporter Rajat Chaudhary and suggested that he should interview the owner of this laughing dog. Ashamanja Babu was, therefore, greatly surprised that a reporter should think of calling on him. It was when Rajat Chaudhary mentioned Poochkanwala that the reason for the visit became clear. He asked the reporter to into his bedroom. The wooden chair had been fitted with a new leg, and Ashamanja Babu offered it to the reporter while he himself sat on the bed. Brownie had been observing a line of ants crawling up the wall. He now jumped up on the bed and sat beside Ashamanja Babu. Rajat Chaudhary was about to press the recording switch on his tape recorder when it suddenly occurred to Ashamanja Babu that a word of warning was needed. By the way, sir, my dog used to laugh quite frequently, but in the last few months he hasn't laughed at all. So you may be disappointed if you are expecting to see him laugh. Like many a young energetic reporter, Rajat Chaudhary exuded a cheerful confidence in the presence of a good story. Although he was slightly disappointed, he was careful not to show it. He said, that's all right, I just want to get some details from you. To start with his name, what do you call your dog? Ashamanja Babu bent down to speak closer to the mic. Brownie. Brownie. The watchful eye of the reporter had noted that the dog had wagged his tail at the mention of his name. How old is he? Thirteen months. Where did you find the dog? This had happened before. Rajat Chaudhary's greatest handicap often showed itself in the middle of interviews, causing him no end of embarrassment. Here, too, the same thing might have happened had it not unexpectedly helped in drawing out Brownie's special characteristic. <coughs> Does Rachid Chaudhary was the second outsider after Puchkanwala to see with his own eyes a dog laughing like a human being. The morning of the following Sunday, Sitting in his air-conditioned room in the Grand Hotel, Mr. William P. Moody of Cincinnati, USA, read in the papers about the laughing dog and at once asked the hotel operator to put him through to Mr. Nandi of the Indian Tourist Bureau. That Mr. Nandi knew his way about the city had been made abundantly clear in the last couple of days when Mr. Moody had occasion to use his services. The statesman had printed the name and address of the owner of the laughing dog and Mr. Moody was very anxious to meet this character. Ashamanja Babu didn't read the statesman. Besides, Rajat Chaudhary hadn't told him when the interview would come out or he might have bought a copy. It was in the fish market that his neighbor Kali Krishna Dath told him about it. 
You're a fine man, said Mr. Dutt. You've been guarding such a treasure in your house for over a year, and you haven't breathed a word to anybody about it. I must drop in at your place sometime this evening and say hello to your dog. Ashamanja Babu's heart sank. He could see there was trouble ahead. There were many more like Mr. Dutt in and around his neighborhood who read the statesman and who would want to drop in and say hello to his dog. It was a most unnerving prospect. Asha Manja Babu quickly made up his mind. He would spend the day away from home. So, with Brownie under his arm, for the first time in his life, he called a taxi and headed to the Balagung station where he boarded a train to Port Canning. Halfway there, the train pulled up at a station called Palsit. Asha Manja Babu liked the look of the place and got off. He spent the whole day roaming in the quiet bamboo groves and mango orchards and felt greatly refreshed. Brownie too seemed to enjoy himself. The gentle smile that played around his lips was something Ashamanja Babu had never noticed before. This was a benign smile, a smile of peace and contentment, a smile of inner happiness. He had read somewhere that a year in the life of a dog equaled seven years in the life of a human being. And yet, he could scarcely imagine such tranquil behaviour in such surroundings from a seven-year-old human being. It was past seven in the evening when Ashamanja Babu got back home. He asked Bipin if anyone had called. When Bipin said he had to open the door to callers at least 40 times required, that Ashamanja Babu could not help congratulating himself on his foresight. He had just taken off his shoes and asked Pippin for a cup of tea when there was another knock on the front door. Oh, hell, swore Ashamanja Babu. He went to the door and opened it and found himself staring at a foreigner. Wrong number, he was at the point of saying, when he caught sight of a young Bengali man standing behind a foreigner. Whom do you want? You, said Shyamal Nandi of the Indian Tourist Bureau. There is to say if the dog standing behind you is yours. He certainly looks like the one described in the papers today. May we come in? Ashamanja Babu was obliged to ask them into his bedroom. The foreigner sat in the chair, Mr. Nandi on wicker stool and Ashamanja Babu on his bed. Brownie, who seemed a bit ill at ease, chose to stay outside the threshold, probably because he had never seen two strangers in the room before. Brownie, 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 the foreigner leaned towards the dog and called him repeatedly. Brownie, with his eyes fixed on the stranger, was unmoved. Who were these people? Ashamanja Babu was wondering to himself when Mr. Nandi provided the answer. The foreigner was a wealthy and distinguished citizen of the United States 
whose main purpose in coming to India was to look for old Rolls-Royce cars. The American had now got off the chair and sitting on his haunches was making faces at the dog. After three minutes of abortive clowning, the man gave up, turned to Ashamanja Babu and asked, Is he sick? Ashamanja Babu shook his head. Does he really laugh? asked the American. In case Ashamanja Babu was unable to follow the American speech, Mr. Nandi translated it for him. Brownie laughs, said Ashamanja Babu, but only when he feels amused. A tinge of red spread over the American's face when Nandi translated Ashamanja Babu's answer to him. In no uncertain terms, he let it be known that he wasn't willing to squander any money on the dog unless he had proof that it really laughed. He refused to be saddled with something which might later prove useless. He further let it be known that in his house he had precious objects from China to Peru and that he had a parrot which spoke only Latin. I have brought my checkbook with me to pay for the laughing dog, but only if I have proof that it actually does so. He then proceeded to pull out a blue checkbook from his pocket to prove his statement. Ashamanja Babu glanced at it out of the corner of his eyes. City Bank of New York, it said on the cover. You would be walking on air, said Mr. Nandi temptingly. If you know a way to make the dog laugh, then out with it. This gentleman is ready to pay up to $20,000. That's two lakhs of rupees. The Bible says that God created the universe in six days. A human being with his imagination can do the same thing in six seconds. An image floated into Ashamanja Babu's mind at Mr. Nandi's words. It was of himself in a spacious air-conditioned office, sitting in a swivel chair with his legs up on the table. A heady smile of Hasuno Hana wafting in through the window, but the image vanished like a pricked balloon at a sudden sound. Brownie was laughing. He had never laughed like this before, but he is laughing. Mr. Moody was down on his knees, tense with excitement, watching the extraordinary spectacle. The checkbook came out again, and along with that, his gold Parker pen. Brownie was still laughing. Ashamanja Babu was puzzled because he couldn't make out the reason for the laughter. Nobody had stammered, nobody had stumbled, nobody's umbrella had turned inside out and no mirror on the wall had been hit with a slipper. Why then was Brownie laughing? You're very lucky, commented Mr. Nandi. I think I ought to get a percentage of the sale. Wouldn't you say so? Mr. Moody rose from the floor and sat down on the chair. He said, ask him how he spells his name. Although Mr. Nandi relayed the question in Bengali, Ashamanja Babu didn't answer because he had just seen the light and the light 
filled his heart with a great sense of wonder. Instead of spelling his name, he said, Please tell the foreign gentleman that if he only knew why the dog was laughing, he wouldn't have, have opened his checkbook. Why don't you tell me? Mr. Namdi snapped in a dry voice. He certainly didn't like the way events were shaping up. If the mission failed, he knew the American's wrath would fall on him. Brownie had at last stopped laughing. Asha Manjababu lifted him up on his lap, wiped his tears and said, My dog's laughing because the gentleman thinks money can buy everything. I see, said, said Mr. Nandi. So your dog's a philosopher, is he? Yes, sir. That means you won't sell him? No, sir. To Mr. Moody, Shyamul Nandi only said that the owner had no intention of selling the dog. Mr. Moody put the checkbook back in his pocket, slapped the dust off his knees, and on his way out of the room, said with a shake of his head, The guy must be crazy. When the sound of the American's car had faded away, Ashamanja Babu looked into Brownie's eyes and said, I was right about why you laughed, wasn't I? Brownie chuckled in assent. Thank you.